Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Six Degrees of Ebbs podcast. I am your host, Ebony Nadine, and today, as I've been doing for the last, what, four episodes now, um, I will continue talking about one of my favorite shows of all time, The Office. Um, But before we get into that, I kindly ask you beautiful people to follow my new Instagram page, the Six Degrees of Ebbs podcast. I'm actually building up my IG page slowly but surely. Um, from the bottom up. So I, I appreciate you guys going to follow it. But again, I thank y'all so much for your continued love and support. I truly appreciate y'all. Okay, so today, um, you know, as I mentioned a few seconds ago, we're going to continue to talk about The Office. And more specifically, we're going to talk about the negotiation episode um, in season three. But before we get into that, I believe I owe my wonderful listeners a mini or micro rundown of the episodes that I won't be covering this season, just to, you know, to keep you guys in the loop. And I think it's important, um, more so for, you know, my, my non-office watchers to, to know exactly what's going on in between the episodes that I'm covering. Although I feel like by now I would have hoped that y'all have been watching the show, (laughs) but even if you don't, I got you, I'm going to fill you in on, you know, the, the highlights Um, as to what, you know, I won't be covering during this season. Okay. So the first thing, um, since the email surveillance episode that I did last, uh, episode, um, Roy confirmed and set a date for his and Pam's wedding. Finally, right? Like we've been watching this unfold for so long and, you know, there hasn't been a date set, but finally he's, he's confirmed a date. And this happened on, um, the booze cruise, which is something that Michael put together, as a team building exercise and it ended up being something totally different, but that's beside the point. But coincidentally, this was the same night that Jim was building up the courage to profess his true feelings for for Pam. Um, But that didn't work out. You know, he, uh, you know, by the time he actually built up the courage, uh, Roy had already said that they had the date set. So he kind of like lost it all and just was like, forget it. Um, So that was that. Now, my boy, the next thing is my boy, Michael Scott, (laughs) burned his foot on the George Foreman grill in his house. Now, uh, like I said, Michael is full of surprises. He's crazy. Um, So what he likes to do is in the morning, he likes to set up his George Foreman grill, um, I think at the foot of his bed or something like that. And he likes to, you know, because he likes the smell of crackling bacon as he wakes up in the morning. So I don't know, I guess this particular morning he forgot that the grill was on and he literally burned his foot on the grill. (laughs) So, of course, Dwight, when he caught wind of it, he rushed so fast over to Michael's house to to help him that he crashed his car and he actually got a concussion. Okay, but of course, when Michael finally made it to the office with Dwight, you know, aiding him, he was the one acting like he was so injured (laughs) and he had... Y'all, he had crutches and he had like bubble wrap (laughs) around his foot, like serving as a bandage when Dwight was actually the one that was really injured. And he had to actually go to the hospital, which Michael did go with him. So that, you know, and he actually went into the examining room with him. Uh, So that was cute. But yeah, he, Michael is something else. (laughs) Um, Another, um, you know, really important thing that happened in between is that Michael was actually invited to the corporate Dunder Mifflin office in New York City 
to meet with the new CFO, David Wallace. And David Wallace actually is a pretty important character um, in, in the show. I think so anyway. He's he's pretty good. Um, and he's actually also Jan's boss, who is, and as we know, Jan is actually Michael's boss. So, um, you know, during this, this kind of meet and greet or, you know, whatever, whatever you want to call it during this meeting, Michael and the other Dunder Mifflin branch managers were there to kind of make a case expressing why they felt that their branch should, should remain open. Because as we know, the discussion of downsizing, which was introduced in the very first episode of the, you know, of the office is still a very, you know, imp- you know, relevant thing in the show. So, you know, they, you know, the grant, the, uh, the branch managers are trying to make a case to make sure that their branches stay open. But of course, in Michael fashion, he, he had to turn this whole thing upside down. And by doing that, he tells everyone that he actually slept with Jan. Now he's (laughs) he's referring to the night where, and I think I mentioned this in one of my previous episodes where, um, him and Jan had actually kissed after this meeting that they, that they had with a potential, um, client. So, you know, Jan had kissed him and I guess she was vulnerable. Although I felt like she was leading him on, she kissed him. Um, and I guess like, you know, she had, she was going through a messy divorce. So like, you know, he was kind of like her, you know, he, she was using him essentially to be that, that's that point of, you know, that, that comfort that she needed. Um, but in Michael's mind, they were, lay, they were laying in the bed. So he's like, well, we slept together, <laughs> but that didn't really happen. And the crazy part is that uh, David Wallace had got wind of it. Cause I think one of the branch managers that were at the meeting told, you know, he just blurted it out to David Wallace. Um, so that was a thing, but nobody, no one got in trouble and then, you know, Michael ironed it out. And luckily David Wallace is a really easygoing kind of guy. He doesn't really take himself for <laughs> the job for that matter too serious. So, you know, no one, no one got in trouble from that, but yeah, that, that was a thing y'all. Um, now of course <laughs> the moment that you all have been waiting for. Okay. In the, the final episode of season two, which was um, titled Casino Night, Jim finally professes his love to Pam and passionately kisses her. Now they, they both passionately kissed. Okay. Now, you know, this wasn't like the, the same little peck on the, on the lips that Pam gave Jim during the Dundies episode after she was like drunk and all that. No, this was much more passionate as I mentioned, and it had a lot of feeling behind it. Okay. So, you know, I felt like Jim at that very moment didn't care about Roy or anything else. Like, and as I mentioned, you guessed it, Pam kissed him back and she was just as into it as Jim was. And, you know, the, 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 you know, unfortunate part about, you know, them kissing was after they kissed, Jam had a jam, goodness, excuse me, Jim asked if, um, Pam was still going to marry Roy because, you know, as I mentioned, that was a really passionate kiss and, you know, any person in their right mind would, would think that, you know, would feel that, um, this is, this is the opening that, that they need to be a couple. Um, but unfortunately when he asked Pam that and 
you know, her, her response was yes, that she was going to marry him still. And she had the nerve to say yes after she didn't kiss this man on the lips. And it was just a whole thing. So after that, Jim decided to walk away from Petty Pam, which I don't blame him with his tail between his legs, unfortunately. And he decides to take another position in the Stanford office. Now, I think I explained this earlier in my, in the season, but so each um, Dunder Mifflin has different branches um, across, you know, the country, if you will. Um, the branch that this show is based in is in um, Scranton, Pennsylvania. However, the branch that uh, Jim goes to is in Stanford, Connecticut. And he, you know, he essentially got a, a, a higher position than what he was doing before. Um, and I think all in all, the reason why he he went you know, he took that role was because he really didn't want to be anywhere around Pam after she turned him down. And, you know, you, you have to understand that. I, I felt like, you know, that was something that, um, you know, that he, it, it took a lot of him to express himself in that way and to be turned down by someone that he loved. You know, I, I felt like he was in love with her since, you know, the show started and for her to turn him down in that way. So he, you know, he just couldn't handle it. So he decided to go. But then <laughs> Pam does something that I really wasn't expecting her to do. She cancels the wedding. Now, this is the wedding that she had been planning for months. And, you know, that, you know, she was extremely or at least pretended to be excited about. Um, and this was all because she found out Jim was in love with her. And this this is what confuses me about her. Because I, you know, I know I, I try to give her the benefit of the doubt. I try. Okay. But... By the same token, it's like, you know, I know that you're, you know, you're trying to find your way, trying to find your voice, but you know that you're in love with this man and you know that, you know, for better or worse, Roy is not the right fit for you for it to be in a relationship with. So why are you wasting your time? Why don't you go with the, with the man that you actually love? And this shows essentially when she canceled the wedding. And let me tell you, Roy took a turn to the deep end, honey, when, when she canceled that, that wedding, he literally, you know, he, I think he was like, started drinking a lot and he got into like this DUI situation. It was, it was a thing. It was a really big thing. So that, that was, you know, that was them, but getting back to Jim. So in Jim's quest to forget about Pam, he started catching feelings for Karen Filippelli. Now, Karen Filippelli, um, I'm sure that you guys know her, like, outside of the office. She's played by Rashida Jones, who is, um, uh, what is his name? I, I forget her dad's name at the moment. Uh, Quincy, Quincy Jones's daughter. Sorry, I don't know. I had, to, <laughs> I had to think about that for a second. So that's his daughter. And I'm sure that you guys have seen her in other shows and, and whatnot. So she plays Karen Filippelli. Um, and, you know, they started feeling each other, but we gonna get into that later because it does get a little spicy. So we're going to touch upon that later down the line. Okay. So that's, that's their dynamic. So another thing that happens is <laughs> Michael forces Oscar Martinez, who we've established as the, you know, the know-it-all, the one that, that'll insert himself in any, any conversation to, you know, to, you know, share unsolicited knowledge that no one asked for. Um, he forced Oscar to come out of the closet as a gay man, which he was gay. And he, <laughs> and Michael kisses, like forcefully kisses him in front of the entire office, like during a conference room meeting. Now, 
I, I, I can't, and I'm not going to go any further than that. Like, I, I can't elaborate any further on that. You, it's, this is something that you have to see with your own eyes. Like, just watch the show. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> watch the show. Um, so another thing that happened, another really big event, was that Michael got the unfortunate news that, Dun- that the Dunder Mifflin Scranton branch was closing. Now, I'm sure... I had, you know, I would bet any amount of money that Jan had everything to do with this decision because, you know, she, I I feel like she was using the fact that Michael, you know, just annoyed her and, you know, he, he disclosed that, um, that, you know, they, um, that they quote unquote slept together and all that stuff, um, you know, to, to work against him. And, you know, she, and, you know, essentially I felt like she was putting a bug in, um, David Wallace's ear, who had the power to say, no, we're going to, you know, we're going to get rid of this branch. So I, I feel like she, she was the, amu- excuse me, she was the ammunition behind the the closing of that branch. So to combat that, <laughs> Michael and Dwight, they traveled to, you know, to David Wallace's um, house, you know, to prove why it, you know, why his office should remain open. And, you know, you could say whatever you want about Michael. I've said some things about him, too. But all, all in all, my voice keeps cracking. I'm sorry. <laughs> all in all, Michael does care about his staff, right? Um, and, you know, he, like I said, he tried to prove that his branch should remain open. And it, essentially, it did remain open. But, um, and, you know, I guess Michael, and then also Michael and Dwight thought that by standing outside of his house trying to come up with a game plan, you know, that actually made, you know, created the... Um, allowed for the branch to be open, but that wasn't it. Jan, you know, it was some other things that were happening. I'm not going to get into it, but all in all, the branch remained open. But now the kicker is that the, the, uh, the, you know, the Stanford branch um, and the Stan, then the Scranton branch were merging. So now Jim had to wind up going back to Scranton, but this time, this is where it gets, it gets cute because this time he was going back with Karen Filippelli as his love interest. And let me tell you, I know I mentioned Karen earlier, but let me tell you something. Karen has it all together. Okay. She's smart. She's career and goal oriented. She's pretty. And she actually wants, wanted the best for Jim. So, you know, Petty Pam was hating hard, okay, when Jim told her that they were dating, especially since now she, you know, she has to see them both in the office due to the merger. So she wasn't, you know, she wasn't very happy about that. Um, but she, you know, she made her decisions. Everybody makes decisions and she made her choice and now she has to live with it. Okay. But, um, but that, that's that. We're going to touch a little bit more about that in the, in my like full on rundown of the negotiation episode. So just hang tight on that. Okay, so another important thing was we were introduced to Andy Bernard. <laughs> Gosh, the Nard dog. <laughs> For those who watch the show, you know what I'm talking about. Um, played by Ed Helms. He Ed Helms is the one that played in the Hangover movie. So he was the, the dentist, I think. And, you know, super talented guy. But in the show, he was this pretentious Cornell University grad um, who, pride, who prided himself on knowing everything that there was to know about his new boss, Michael. And you already know, because any, anyone who tried to like overstep Dwight's position in being Michael's number two, Dwight wasn't having it. So right away, Dwight, him and Dwight clashed. Um, and you know, Andy was literally so set on being Michael's number two that 
you know, he, he was, you know, just being overbearing and wanting to know every single move that Michael did. And, you know, even went as far as tried to get Dwight in trouble and Dwight actually, um, you know, decided to leave because he, you know, it was, it was, that's again, that's another thing. I'm not going to get too much into the weeds in that one, but he, you know, he, he was willing to go above and beyond to make sure that, um, that he was Michael's number two. So he, he went so far and got so upset that he punched a hole in the office's wall and had to go to anger management. Like this, this guy, he is like, he, he, there's no end to what he was willing to, to do to be Michael's number two. So that's, that's a character too, that's really important. And, you know, throughout the show and Andy actually is introduced in season three and he stays throughout the entire um, rest of the, of the show. And I, I, I want to say that I think I read this somewhere that he wasn't supposed to stay. His character wasn't supposed to stay on as long um, because, you know, the, like, as I mentioned, the, the merger happened and, you know, there were characters that started and within the merger and then one by one, for one reason or another, mainly because of Michael's management <laughs> tactics, they left. And I think that that was initially the plan, the plan for um, Andy Bernard. But I guess, you know, they decided to keep him, which I'm happy about. Like, I, you know, I, I like Andy. He he has his ways, but I like him. OK, so and that's one thing. Now, the next thing um, is it, a lot of points that happen between these episodes. So I'm trying to fill y'all in as much as possible. So just bear with me. OK, so Michael decides to send a half naked photo of, of Jan to the entire company. And this was by accident. Okay. But again, I'm not going to get into it with y'all about that. Cause it's just too much. So I need you guys to watch the show for you guys to really understand what happened there. So just watch the show. Um, on some bright news, Phyllis, um, who is, um, the, one of the, the salespeople, she got married to, um, to, uh, you know, to, I think he's, his name is Bob Vance and he, he owns a refrigeration company within the building. So, um, they, they got married and she really like stole all of Pam's ideas for her wedding. Okay. So, um, so that was that. And now all the while, right. Pam is watching Jim and Karen's relationship unfold right before her eyes. Now, apparently this is where it gets spicy, right? Apparently her jealousy prompted you know, her to, to be more open, a more of an open and honest person, you know, some type of person that she wasn't before, apparently, especially with her fiance, with her ex fiance at this time, Roy. So, you know, this open and honesty that she was trying to practice and being more assertive and all that stuff for whatever reason. Okay. She decided it was a great idea to tell Roy about the kiss between her and Jim which inevitably, you know, caused her to call off the wedding, right? So, you know, and, you know, then, then she, she tried to make it seem as if she, she literally said that Jim came on to me, which she, which he did. I'm not going to say that he didn't, but she knew what, you know, what the outcome of that would be. And, you know, Roy was, was extremely upset. He, like, they were at a bar when she told him this and he was like throwing cups and to, it was, it was a mess. It was a hot mess. Okay, so now this is, you know, now that we're up to speed, I'm going to run down the negotiation episode. Um, And this is essentially on the heels of Pam opening up her big mouth to tell Roy that she and Jim had kissed. So this episode, you know, 
opens up with Roy pacing back and forth outside, waiting for Jim to come, you know, outside. Cause it was like on a Friday evening, you know, people were wrapping up, ready to go home, start their weekends. And, you know, I, I feel like at this point he was past pushing and shoving Jim. You know what I mean? Like he, he was ready to fight and get it popping. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, all the while Jim and Cameron, they're upstairs planning their Friday night plans in front of Pam, obviously. Um, who, you know, who had all types of hateration in her face when she was listening to them, to, you know, plan, plan out their, their Friday evening. Then all of a sudden, Roy storms into the office and yells, hey, Halpert. Now, Halpert is Jim's last name. So he was calling him by his last name. So he, he was pissed. Um, so then he, after he did that, he paused to look at Pam, like as if to say, this is what I'm about to do because of you. <laughs> then Jim looks at Pam as like, what in the world is going on? Which, you know, I ironically kind of brings me back to the first episode when I was talking about their dynamic, you know, when, you know, it, it was, there was a, a scene where Pam, Jim and Roy were like at Pam's desk. And like I said, this is all unfolding right in front of Pam's desk. So it was like, you know, that happened and then this is happening. Um, so anyway, back to the drama. So there was a, a brief two second pause where I feel Roy was thinking to himself, listen, I'm already at this point, so I might as well just go on with it. <laughs> so Roy proceeds to literally charge at Jim, getting ready to hit him when all of a sudden Dwight sprung into action and pepper sprayed Roy. <laughs> and of course, like everyone that was in that area too. So he like, he literally sprung into action, but all in all Dwight, uh, Dwight um, springing into action you know, save Jim's life because Roy was going to put hands on Jim, you know, uh, you know, literally Roy had nothing but rage in his eyes. And I believed he would have really hurt Jim if he had his, got his hands on him, but Dwight saved the, you know, Dwight saved them. Um, and you know, surprisingly enough, you know, he, he saved the guy who, you know, was constantly pranking and bothering him and all that, you know, throughout the, the show. Um, so that, that I, I felt like that was dope because, you know, he really stood up for, for him and for himself and, you know, for um, Jim and for the other people in the office because he, he wasn't sure what would have happened, you know, if he hadn't jumped into action. So now rightfully so, Roy was terminated and Jim was giving Pam the cold shoulder as he should, right? Like Pam was the entire reason why this happened. And as I mentioned in an earlier episode, Pam can be very selfish and not think about how her actions and what she does, how that can, how they can hurt other people. And I really didn't, you know, blame Jim for, for cutting her off as a friend, you know, um, or acquaintance, you know, even though I know it was hard for him because there's no way that he stopped loving her. I'm sure that, you know, you can't just turn off those feelings that, that he, that he had, but she, she really put him him and in, in his well-being and in danger and that wasn't cool okay but wait so let's let's just go back to the white really quick because this this is kind of where it gets spicy with him too because he he literally was the, the real mvp right so not only did he have <laughs> not only did mike of uh, the white have pepper spray at his desk but he also had like throwing stars and nunchucks like the white stays ready for whatever <laughs> and that that showed it right there like he he just had his his whole you know uh bag of, of of weapons now all the while jim is trying to find a way to repay dwight for what he did for him but he wouldn't accept anything like he he felt like this is what i'm supposed to do but 
now something happens happens later in the episode, which I'll touch into. But now Angela, who apparently wasn't in the office when this whole fight broke out, is is seen going around to everyone asking them to explain what happened. And, you know, essentially the part where Dwight defends Jim, which is is like turn is like getting her like her so excited like she's so turned on by it you know of course as we established in the last episode you know her and Dwight got a little thing going on so she's I guess you know the the uh the 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 tough act and it wasn't even act like he really did you know help Jen but the you know the toughness of Dwight like really got her excited okay so that that was that we're gonna come back to that so um okay so on the flip side of this Daryl Philbin, who I introduced in my rundown episode of the Dundies um, episode is, you know, he, he, he and Roy work together in the warehouse. I think I mentioned that. But now he's asking for a raise since Roy was let go, which I feel was fair, um, given the fact that now Daryl has to pick up Roy's workload and also do his own. So, <laughs> so, you know, uh, Michael is, is uh, uh, Daryl's boss. So to prepare for this, Michael, um, you know, prepares his negotiation with with Daryl by testing out some bogus negotiation tactics um, that he got from Wikipedia on Jim, <laughs> which obviously didn't go, you know, it didn't go over well. Um, so that that was that. But when it came down to the actual negotiation, <laughs> Daryl proceeded to ask Michael for a raise, and of course, Michael thought it was it was. Um, you know, it was a great idea to try his negotiation tactics on Daryl. And, you know, a couple of them was like he decided to change the location of the negotiation like three times in a span of two seconds. And he also declined to speak first, um, which, you know, which left like awkward silence <laughs> within the room. And he the, the the thing is, Michael really thought that this was something that he should be doing in terms of, you know, having the upper hand in negotiation tactics. But this all backfired on Michael <laughs> when Daryl noticed. I'm sorry, this is so funny. Daryl noticed that Michael was wearing a woman's power suit that Michael said he got out of a, a bin of suits. So at, I guess when he was going shopping. So to prove that he wasn't wearing a woman's suit, Michael decided he decided to go and ask Pam in front of the entire office, which was a big mistake. Okay. And and Pam agreed that he was actually wearing a woman's suit and noticed that, that he didn't have any pants on, you know, I'm I'm sorry that he didn't have any pockets on the pants that he was wearing. So, (laughs) so this is like one of my favorite parts ever. So to, to show that he didn't have any, any pockets on the, on his pants, he like stuck his butt out to to show Pam like, no, I don't have any pockets. What does that mean? That doesn't mean that I'm wearing a woman's suit. (laughs) Like I, I die when this part comes on. And, you know, another way that this was a woman's suit was that, you know, um, the, the, the name of the, um, of the company that, that makes it was, was called Mysterious. (laughs) It was it was just a funny way to like kind of, you know, attack Michael's manhood and and this you know, it was it was just a way to to do that but in a funny way. But now where the kicker is um after that whole suit fiasco, um Daryl actually found out that Michael was making slightly more money than he was making and he had been there for like 14 years. 
So, of course, Daryl took a picture of Michael's pay stub to show everybody. And he also took a picture of Michael's power suit and sent it to Roy to try to make him feel better. <laughs> oh, man. But Mike, Michael was just getting it on all ends on that day. But on a serious note, though, Daryl convinces Michael to go to negotiate for his own raise, um, you, you know, with his quote-unquote lover, Jan. And, you know, so essentially Michael and Daryl actually drove over to, um, to the New York office where, um, Jan was working and they both walked out of the corporate office with raises, which is great. Right. So that's what they all wanted. Okay. So getting back to the drama between Jim, Roy and Pam, right? So Roy was essentially escorted, I think maybe like a couple of days later, I don't know exactly the timeline, but. Roy was escorted back to the office to pick up his last paycheck from accounting right now, which I'm really not sure. I don't know why that happened. I I guess it was just to add to the drama because they could have, you know, mailed it to him, but whatever, that's neither here nor there. Um, so yeah, so he, he went to go pick up his check. Now, once again, you know, this is where Pam is being selfish because, when Roy was about to leave the office, he had asked Pam if he could, if, you know, he could meet her for coffee to talk. And of course, Pam decides to go with him. Now I say that this is extremely selfish because she knows that this all happened because she opened her big mouth. Now, if you had no intention on, you know, I feel like if Pam didn't have any intention on being with Roy, then what was the point in, in being honest? Like some, sometimes you just have to keep your mouth shut, especially when you're putting someone's well-being in danger. And she, you know, she knows whether she wanted to believe it or not. She knows how she felt about Jim. That was her friend. But, you know, if nothing else, they were friends. So, and you know, she knows how crazy Roy is. So why do that to Jim? So, you know, she, you know, she, she knew that also Roy wasn't emotionally mature enough to handle the fact that Jim, quote unquote, came on to her and what the outcome of that would be. But yet and still, she went to see him anyway. Um, so, you know, but there, there is one thing I will say about, about Pam, um, about her true feelings for Jim, um, was that, you know, she, for, you know, for Jim is that she forced she was forced to essentially leave a relationship that wasn't a good fit for her. Once she, you know, she finally came to terms with, listen, Roy isn't the, the you know, the best man for me. So she decided to leave. Um, but still, I, I just don't like how she, how she did Jim. Like she, you know, she had to do it on her own terms. And I understand that and I appreciate it. But she didn't have to put Jim's livelihood on the line in the process. So that was something that I couldn't get with. But whatever. She made her decisions. We all make decisions, right? (laughs) So, okay. So now to sum it all up, as I mentioned earlier, Jim was trying to find, you know, the best way to pay back Dwight for saving him from Roy. And finally he found the perfect way. Okay. So he saw Dwight and Angela making out as he was leaving the bathroom to go back to his desk because they thought that everyone had gone home for the night. But um, but they, but he didn't and that, you know, there was still Jim in the office. So he, <laughs> he literally came out the bathroom and, and saw them like just going at it, making out. So he, you know, he, he was like, you know what, this is my, my, you know, my way of paying, you know, Dwight back. He said, he'll never say a word about it. 
but he did though. He did. He did. He did tell Pam later down the line. But that's that's not important right now. <laughs> but um, but you know, all in all, he found a way to to pay Dwight back for having his back. Okay. So that is the end of the episode, and that's my rundown of the negotiation episode of The Office. Um, again, this is another great episode, and really, it only gets better from here. As long as, in my opinion, as long as Michael Scott is around. Um, so I'm still trying to decide about the next episode to cover in season three. Um, but you know, so we'll, we'll definitely talk about that, you know, next week. But in the meantime, I highly, highly encourage you to check out the life with Louis podcast. Listen, y'all, this podcast will make you laugh and think and want to be a better person all in the same night. (laughs) It's, it's, it's really an amazing, captivating, um, podcast. So Please, I if y'all do nothing else, you know, listen to this podcast, okay? So thank y'all so much again for listening. And, you know, I really appreciate your support. And I will check in with you guys next week. Have a great weekend. Bye.